Hello everyone and welcome to episode six of what's it called? Studio mate Studio Mate Steve. And this week I have picture book royalty with me and one of my all-time favourite authors and illustrators, Lydia Monks. Hello Lydia. We had a bit of technical difficulty, didn't we? But we're okay now, hopefully. Let's fingers crossed for the next hour we'll be okay. Now I'm going to read out your bio. Okay. Oh, your bio looks like how to stop your iPhone from... Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about that. I need to get your your bio back up on the screen now. Right, here we go. Lydia Monks is a best-selling illustrator and author of children's books. Probably best known... Controversial. Probably best known for her <laughs> illustrations of Julia Donaldson's books. I don't know. Um, which have sold over four million copies. Uh, and have been translated into 25 languages worldwide. Lydia's long list of awards includes the Smarties Award. Did you get any Smarties when you won that? No, it was about 100 years ago. We didn't, oh. do, we didn't get any Smarties, which is disappointing. Was that even before the blue ones were invented? Is it that Yeah, yeah way, before, way before. <laughs> they were all black and white. Uh, they were black and white then. <laughs> Watching snooker with your Smarties Awards. <laughs> yeah. um, the Smarties Award, the Royal Mail Scottish uh, Children's Book Award, the Stockport Children's Book Award, that's where my brother lives, uh, oh, really? the Specsaver the Spec Nielsen Gold Bestseller Award, the Red Big Book Award, and the Pan Macmillan Award. And you live in Sheffield with your family and your gorgeous dog, Chadwick. Yeah. So welcome, Lydia. Hello, hooray! <laughs> where is where is Chadwick now? He was a bit he's, barking before, but he's he, yeah, quiet he's now. been he's been banned. I'm not quite sure where he is. But he's not in here. <laughs> Bob's always very good. He gets quite bored, so he's falling asleep on the bed. You might hear him snoring. Okay. Oh. Um, now I admire you for so many reasons um, because you're such a fun personality. Obviously, you're <laughs> multi-talented, and now I don't know if I ever told you this. I've got it in front of me. When yeah. I was trying to become a children's book person, yeah. the first book that I ever bought to sort of help and 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 sort of get me into the the, the ways of picture books and and what they looked like and how many pages and all that was *The Princess and the Wizard* by Julia Donaldson <laughs> and Lydia Monks. And yeah. I just looked. So I've got my copy from. Um, it was from. W.H. Smith's in Macclesfield, I can remember. And that came out in 2006, that was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that, that's a lot. It's a while ago now, isn't it? Yeah, also... It's I think the second one we'd done. Right, right. What was the first one? Sharing Shell was the first one. In fact, I think Princess Mirabelle was the first book we did together, which was the yes. last one. Yeah, then Sharing Shell, then Princess and the Wizard. Princess and the Wizard's got a lot of text in it, hasn't it? It has, because actually when I was sort of researching, that did come across, it's got a lot of, I think it's got a few more pages than your average picture book. Yeah. Also, the earlier ones, they're quite fat as well, because they're full of glitter, glitter. which that's fills it. the page. Yeah, that's, and ban that's banned now. We're <laughs> not allowed to do it now. It is, isn't it? Well, I would imagine expense-wise, it must cost well, a lot. I think, of, even though, even I though you're selling so much. The environment, I think that's that was the main reason we don't do it anymore. Yeah, because there's um, slight controversy or lots of conversations going on around cover finishes at the moment and sprayed edges and foils and things. Aren't yeah. there? I, think, I think they're trying to cut back in general. I think they are. We'll just get back to straightforward, no-nonsense books. Yeah which, heading. yeah, which is a shame, but if it's for the environment, then obviously yeah. it's very, very yeah. important. Um, yeah. So there's that reason why I love you also. Over lockdown. Now, we mentioned this slightly. <laughs> don't mind me mentioning this because I have to, whenever I'm feeling a bit down, I always go back to your video where you're drawing a ladybird. Because <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Now, it's not rude, but it no. could be misinterpreted as sounding a bit rude. Um, because only you're in your, showing... Only in your head. No, well, no. I know, but, well, and Steve, I said, <laughs> I don't. I said, have you heard what Lydia Monks just said on this video? <laughs> because it's totally innocent. I'll just explain for the listener. It's only it's only cheeky. It's not rude or not or anything. But um, you're showing people how to draw um, the ladybird from all the what the ladybird had books, obviously. And you explain to draw the antennae or antennae. Yeah. We're not sure yeah. how that's. No. Uh, and then so anyway you say instead of antenna you say two sticks and then you say and then underneath draw another six dicks six sticks <laughs> <laughs> and obviously you're just saying six sticks but you say it quickly so it sounds like you're drawing six dicks underneath the ladybird anyway sorry 
That's not something I've been asked to draw recently. Well, no, hopefully not. No. It's, it's a family show. It's a family show. <laughs> and also, but before that, before lockdown, um, there was one that I always loved. Um, I'm not a stalker, obviously, but um, <laughs> um, you it's one where you're drawing um, the singing mermaid when that first came out. Yeah. And you get the giggles when you start drawing the scales, because I think you realise, oh, I've got to suddenly draw a lot of scales <laughs> <Yeah>. on this tail. <laughs> and then you suddenly rush them and it all looks really I'm funny. I'm professional with my videos. I've slightly given up. I can't. I, can't. I love them so much. Well, everyone <laughs> yeah. was doing it during lockdown. Yeah, they? So we it, all were. It became a bit of a club. It did. And we all did it. So um, I think it's time, we've had a little introduction, for your... description so can you tell us what your desk is like where is it where in the world are you um how do you work okay so my desk is in the garden it, it does have a shed around it so I've got a kind of posh shed <laughs> and uh it's you know it's if I've got one desk in the middle and then I've got bookshelves around around the edge but yeah. I am I was just saying to you wasn't I before we started I am a bit short of space so my yeah. desk is just packed with stuff because you know what it's like you start a book and then you've got lots of pages or you know things are things I'm looking at I mean I work um you know all in the old-fashioned way with pencils yes. and things so I, I sort of need a lot of space when I'm working but I don't have much so my desk it's honestly it's shameful today so I'm in Sheffield sort That's of in the woods I have kind of in the woods so it's very nice we've got lots of trees around and fields and things but um Lovely. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I keep finding dead spiders in there as well, which I was talking to my editor about. I don't see them alive, but I see these massive ones that are dead, which I don't much like either. So I'm slightly nervous about pulling any books or anything off a shelf or off the floor because there'll just be something horrible lurking underneath. But yeah, so at the moment I'm in I'm in the garden, but I have had in the past. I've had studios in town, I've had shared studios. So that's been with me. I've had I've had all I've had the whole the full works in, in yeah. my time, but at the moment I'm on my own in the garden or with just with me and Chadwick really. Chadwick the dog, who is a standard poodle, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he gets a bit bored if I sit there for too long. But yeah, so that's where I am at the moment. It always sounds a bit mean saying a standard poodle, doesn't it? It's like saying I know. The, he's common, not the common or garden <laughs> yeah. blue tit he's, or something. He's very like, special. So he's he looks amazing. His cool. his um his um. Kim Woodburn updo is always yeah, very impressive. Yeah, 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 he is very impressive. So yes, he keeps me company, but he does get a bit bored, I have to say. So I, I have, have to, to end up doing walks. Yes, of course, which is good. Which is good. Yeah, Judith Carr always but... went for a walk in the morning, didn't she? Yeah, I mean it's good, but um, it, but he interrupts me a bit. I have to say, yeah, good, yeah. good, but not good in other ways. Not good for deadlines, but good for my my well being, probably. No, no. I um. Talking of spiders, um, yeah. I I screamed in my hallway. I'm at the top floor in, in, a, in a, a sort of nice block of flats in, a, in an old converted house. And um, I screamed in the hallway because I went to put my trainers on and I thought, oh, there's a clump of shoelace here. I'll just take oh, that out. No. Picked it out and it was an absolutely ginormous oh spider. That's so I picked awful. up and threw it down the stairs, screamed. <laughs> and then I heard the downstairs dog woofing. And then so I texted no. Andrew and said, sorry, Andrew, it was me screaming. And oh, then I had to get a glass and then I had to do it in stages throughout the day because I, I, <laughs> I don't I don't mind sort of daddy long legs and thin spindly spines, no. but it was one with like really fat legs. So it yeah. took me a while to get rid of it. But um, yeah, they're ended up in the back garden. So it's they're the ones that I've had mainly in the studio, but I've never seen a live one, but just dead ones. But, but So you yeah, just know funny, they're somewhere. They're there lurking. Yeah. It's yeah. quite worrying. Um, so you said, obviously, because you are uh, you use traditional media, so therefore you've got all the paper, all the paints around yeah. you all the time. Because yeah. do you ever sort of... David Roberts, the illustrator, mm -hmm. he, him and his sister um, sort of put, file them away and they've got them all sort of installed. Do you ever do that with any of your work? Because you've got I've so got much them. of it. Yeah, I've got loads of it now, but it is just dotted round at the back of cupboards and it's literally everywhere. I could do with having it all in one place. You know, you see photos of people like, I don't know if it was Quentin Blake or, or Oliver Jeffers, someone had them, or even it might have been Axel, had folders yeah. full, all stacked up really. Yeah. But I've got nothing like that. Mine are literally all over the place. I couldn't, when, <laughs> when someone asked me something, I have to go rummaging around the whole house and pulling out suitcases or they're under... <laughs> behind wardrobes or they're everywhere but I have got them all Macmillan used to keep them all but then oh. they weren't allowed to do that anymore I think they'd oh 
they hadn't they sort of accidentally not they'd kept them but they weren't really supposed you know ideally they weren't supposed to but it's just that thing of sending them back so when they moved they recently had to bring give them all back to me so now i've got them all and there's tons of them i keep thinking yeah but it's good but i should do something with them but i don't really know what it'd be nice to have an exhibition or something some but you absolutely should have a big retrospective yeah Yeah, that uh, but you know, I can't sort that. Someone to have to sort that out for me. I can't do that as well as yeah. everything else. But it's a good idea. <laughs> so, what do you you when you're drawing? Do you start in a sketchbook? Do you just work on paper? I know you start I, in pencil and you do lots of thumbnails first. Obviously. Yeah, I do. I don't use sketchbooks really at all. I've got no. one that I sort of use for show and do things in it. But I'm not a natural sketchbook person, so I t- just tend no. to work on scraps of paper. Bits yeah. of paper. I think I feel too pressured in the sketchbook, so I just do. I work out uh, on layout paper mainly for everything. So oh, that's good. I love layout paper. Yeah, and I like big mm. layout pads as well. So even if I'm doing something small, it tends to be on a big piece of paper. So yeah, yeah I just draw on layout paper mainly because again, it's a bit throwaway. So I can just just it doesn't have to be right. So I can just throw it away. Yeah, and then so what do you do? Then what do you use? Is it gouache? How do you say it? Gouache, gouache. gouache. No, it's right. uh, it's acrylic. It's acrylic, only acrylic. acrylic. Yeah, only acrylic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought because some acrylic. of the colours are so zingy, I thought there was some gouache, gouache. In there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I might just to get you to say that. <laughs> I might just say that. No, there's. Uh, it's just acrylic and a bit of collage and a bit of coloured pencil and stuff. Are you sponsor? Are you sponsored by anyone? Because Liz Pichon's a bit sponsored by Tunnocks, I think, she? because she mentions all that. Because you use so many acrylic paints, you should be sponsored no, by Winter and Newton. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. No, I'm not. That'd be good. No, I'm not. You'll have no, to get me a deal. I'll try. I'll try. That's another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then it's all traditional. And you, do you photograph it or scan it, or how does that all work? Or do no, I. Help? They, yeah, they they do it all for me, thank goodness. Um, I scan, what I've started to do is I scan it here just in case it gets lost on the way, in case something happens to it. But yes. of course, my scanning's not quite as good as the V-in-house scanning, so uh, I send it off to them. So I tend to uh, bring the artwork down. I, I hate posting it because I have had books go missing before in the past. So um, so I tend to drop it down and they, they do all the scanning for me, thank the Lord. So, yes, I did have one picture book went missing in the post, but that was quite a long time ago. Did um, it come back? Did you find no, it? No, no, I had to do the whole book again. Oh, good grief. I like to yeah. think that maybe Axel's got it in his sort of... Because <laughs> 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 um, how do you feel... Um, I'm sort of dotting around a bit here just because I'm so interested. What's it like working with the biggest selling picture book author... Is it, do you, does it ever make you, when you start a book, do you think, oh, it's got to be really good because it's it's going to sell? And it's, or, or do you just do do it as you've always done it throughout your career and just, think, just take yeah, everything? I think from. I just do it as I do. I don't really feel that sort of pressure. I don't really feel, oh, my God, this has got to be a good one. Yeah. I think... Um, I think I sort of just do what I do. I'm conscious yeah. about, about her stories, about whether they're, you know, like what story will it be next? It's almost yeah. like I sort of do... I do but so I don't really feel that pressure for myself but I feel like oh I hope everyone likes this story it's more yeah. like I sort of I feel conscious that um yeah. you know carefully thought through before we yes. do them um I don't feel the pressure like oh god I hope my pictures are good I don't really feel that a lot of the time I don't have the time a lot of the time deadlines are quite tight Yes. Book. so I literally just have to quickly uh, they're done quite quickly so I don't really have that luxury of thinking oh I'll just do that one again but some of them when they're finished I think oh god I wish I could do that bit again or yes yeah I literally just have to to get on with it and do it so there's not usually how, how long do you have for, for an average um, um, Julia picture book how long do you get I think ideally I would like six months but yeah. I mean, the, the Christmas book that's out at the moment, I only finished yeah. that in February and it's, you know, oh. it's in October. So, and I only started it, I think, I don't know if it was about November time. So it was, you're talking about sort of four months tops, you know, and I always, yeah. I'm always a bit late. They're, I'm always sort of later than they want because the, the books seem to get more and more detailed. So it's quite a quick turnaround for the Julia books generally. We don't have, yeah. there's not, Normally you finish a picture, but a whole year goes by before it's out. This you'll finish it, and it's out the same year. Yeah, and I think um, 
saying that they need to be more detailed. I'm finding that picture books aren't as simple as they used to be, obviously, because there's now hundreds and thousands more than there used to be out in the, like, the 80s when we were growing up. And yeah, yeah. So everything, everyone wants more detail, more things to spot. It gets complicated. I think so, yeah. I mean, I think my books used to be a bit more simple, and I still do that a bit, but I think I've got more and more older. And I like the detailed stuff, but, yeah, they're just the fashion at the moment, yeah, they are getting quite tricky. And, you know... They take a long time, don't they? They do. Yeah. They, do, they really take a long time to get a really good picture book because, you know, you, you do your best. But um, they, they, just the, the sheer the size of it, um, having to fill yeah. a page because there's not that much text. It does take a while to fill a page with it stuff, does. doesn't it? It does, yeah. So they are quite... So, yeah, I'm sort of under pressure with the Julia books to get them done quite quickly, even no yeah. matter how detailed they are, really, they've got to be done. The <laughs> thing about um, Julia is she's so nice, isn't she? She, yeah. I, um, she, we did a draw off, um, me and Nick Sharrett and Sophie Han and um, Emily Gravett. We did a um, a draw off in Stenning where Julia lives. Yeah. And we're all having a jolly time. And, oh, ha, 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 ha. and then we started <laughs> on the stage and then we looked down. It's like, oh no, Julia's watching. She's in the middle of the audience in the front. And um, so we got a little bit nervous. Yeah. And then, but then she kept, and she was lovely and she was joining in and putting her hand up and seemed to see us. Um, afterwards and had a nice chat um and then we said oh well where's your husband where's your husband he's normally with you and he's like oh he's got covid <laughs> we oh, all we God, all no. we all took a, we all took a step back <laughs> and like, oh, oh, okay. oh, nice. like, oh no no you know she hadn't seen him for a few days and he was at right. the other end of the house so it was all yeah. fine but we did take a little step back but she was so nice very yeah. kind yeah she she i remember she came to one of my events unexpectedly and i it does make you feel a bit nervous if she sat there watching you yeah it is a bit but yeah she is you know i saw the other week in Stroud and it was very good you know but it was the full-on you know the whole family involved in her show so it's always a bit of a you know it's a bit of a thing because um because of how successful you you both are I mean you kind of don't have to do any shows you know you don't you wouldn't have to do any of that but but you all throw yourselves in so much I think it's fantastic because you've just been you know retiring I don't throw myself in (laughs) well no but you didn't you didn't you used to no no, oh, Julia, does the, Julia likes the, the whole thing you know she does all the you know acting everything out and yeah. you know and I don't really do that so much they make me be the policewoman and what the ladybird heard so I come and arrest Malcolm which we have to re- no matter how many times I do it we have to really rehearse that a lot me re- arresting him and then and that's it really so I just do drawing so I'm quite happy doing my life sort of drawing bit So I don't really, I don't do the singing or dancing or, you know, any of that. No, and Axel doesn't either, does he? Because he just likes to concentrate on his work. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's true, though. You know, I'm not really a natural performer, so I'm not really... I think you are. I think you're so so (laughs) funny. I think you should have your own comedy show. Yes. <laughs> and also leading on to I noticed that um the singing mermaid the the, the theater production is back. Yeah. Yeah, that's on it not in Nottingham though. I didn't really know about that. So yeah, that's that's really good. I mean it's great to have these extra little things that happen without us really even knowing. So yeah, and that puppet show is beautiful. It's really nice. It looks really nice. How much involvement did you have with the design and everything with I it? didn't have any, I don't oh. think. I I went to see the um you know, when they were rehearsing. But no, yeah. they, they just took the book. And, but they've done such a good job because the puppets are absolutely beautiful. I'd, I mean, I'd like to have them all. They're so nice. Yeah. Uh, they did a really, really good job. So, no, we didn't really have any input. They just take the book and do what they want. But they're such a good company. They've done a really good job of turning your 2D images into 3D, haven't they? they? From different yeah, they really have. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're really nice. And the songs are really good for that show as well. So it's a really nice little show. Is there a Ladybird show as well? It's the Ladybird show, yeah. But I don't yeah. think that's on tour at the moment. So that's a bit different. That's a bit more full on, um, I wouldn't say like pantomime. But it's not really, but it's a bit like it. So again, a musical uh, it's got instruments in it and it's got some puppets and, and live action people and okay. it, that's a bit of a mixture. So that's quite different to the the Singing Mom is just a puppet show which right. with songs but um, it's much more gentle and quiet in a way where the, 
like the ladybird life is really full on like west end spectacular i would say it's right, like really okay. high energy and that was i was really involved with that one so i was involved okay. all the way through that at, at every stage so um that was great to be to to be asked to be part of that was really good you know the sets and sitting in on the songwriting meetings and so that was really exciting so they're both they're both really good shows yeah. And the, the, you know they're doing the the um, animated series at the moment for what the Ladybird heard. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So they're working. It's not, you know, what you know what these things are like. The anim- the series yeah. animated series. So um, it's very early stages, but I've seen, you know, we're again involved in all of that as well, which is really good. So they're great. It's nice to have all these extra things. I quite like people taking stuff and then going and doing extra things with it. It's lovely. Yeah, it is nice when you can sort of. I mean, if there was anything completely wrong, you could, I'm oh, yeah. sure you could say, yeah. oh, mm. yeah. But people are, people are quite keen to keep, you know, they want you to be pleased, basically. You know, they, they really try to make them like, like the books as much as they can. With yeah. you know, obviously, the picture books will take three minutes to read, so they've got to extend things a little bit. Yeah, but, cool. uh, it's great, it's really good. And, um, you worked when you were younger, you worked on all types of things, like just 17 and. I and did. And sugar magazine. So, how did you how did you first start um, oh, getting children's books, and how did the Ju- whole Julia thing start? Um, so, I started. I mean, it's nearly my thirty year anniversary. I've realised twenty twenty four is my thirty year anniversary as an illustrator. So, I started off um, doing editorial work, papers, and so things like the Telegraph and New Magazine, and yeah. a lot of the BBC magazines, even like Top Gear and you know, stuff like that. I just, I was sort of turning over about three illustrations a week for all of those companies and just 17 right. sugar, which were really good. Um, and I'd, my final project at university, I went to Kingston University and I'd illustrated Roger McGough's poems. Right. And the art director from Puffin, who was working with Roger McGough, came to the show and she spotted me at the show and said, oh, would you like to do a Roger McGough for real? So I did. That was my first book. So I did Roger McGough's Bad, Bad wow. Cat. That was my first book. But then it was quite difficult to get into children's books. They were quite keen. They liked me doing poetry books. They were kind of black and white, one mm. pictures. But I couldn't get a picture book at all. So wow. I did about, I suppose, about three or four years working just in, in editorial with the odd poetry book. And in the end, I thought, well, I'll write a story. And just, just as a, not really to get the story published, but just to show what I do as a sort of sequential book. So yeah. I wrote a book that was called I Wish I Were a Dog and touted that around for a bit, went to see all the publishers, but everyone said no to it. Oh. And in fact, I went to see this one, someone knew um, a author called Kay Umansky. Oh, yes, I know Kay. <laughs> and uh, I think it was Kay Umansky. I might be saying that and I might be completely wrong. Anyway. K.U. Mansky has it's out. I think it's been announced, and Ben Mantle's illustrating it, and it's a picture book. Oh, it's not her then. It's not her. It wasn't uh, her because she's not alive anymore. Whoever it was. Oh no, not... Kay's alive, and she's got a, a, a funny book out next year called Dick the Duck, and it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, okay. You've got to be very careful how been very careful how you. Use <laughs> yes, yeah. No, so it wasn't her. I can't think it was. Anyway, someone oh. really famous author said, "Oh, I'll have a look at it for you," because I had a sort yeah. of and they looked and went oh really you really shouldn't show that anymore it doesn't do any favors at all so i put it put it away <laughs> so then i went to see um they're far sure now but it was it was matthew in at the time read right. and uh, they said oh have you thought about writing your own story and said well i have written one but you know everyone says it's no good and they said well send it in anyway and we'll mm. have a look at it because we can work with you we'll just just send it in so i sent it in of course they published it and that was the one that won the smarties award that year brilliant yeah so that and it won with uh, it made me laugh really looking back now it was the gruffalo and claris bean so oh, wow. well who happened who whatever happened to them don't know <laughs> So, <laughs> no. so after that, after that was published, I wish, wish I were a dog. I then got obviously more picture book offers, mm. and I don't know what year it was. I think then at uh, Macmillan, I got asked to do. I'd been working at Macmillan for a while, and they are. I think in my mind, they asked me to do Princess Mirabelle. It was a yeah. black and white because I was again doing a lot of black and white stuff. So a black and white fiction book for Julia Donson, which I did. Yeah. And then um, Alison Green said to me, oh, we've got a picture book text in. I wondered if you'd like to have a go at it. 
And it's by Julia Donaldson. Remember, Julia wasn't so big. She wasn't such a big name then. It was, you know, nearly 20 years ago. But she sort of said, it's about a crab and an enemy and a bristle worm. And I was like, oh. You know, you're just going to go, oh, it's my dream picture book. But anyway, I did it. And that was, and it was lovely. You know, it's such a lovely story. That was, that was sharing a shell. So after, and that, that also spurned the glitter because, they uh, wanted a sort of sparkly seasidey book, so that's just the. But the glitter worked so well; they then yeah. used it for every single book we did afterwards. So after that, I then just a mixture of doing Julia's and other people's and my own. So after that, it was just that's that's just been it. And then I stopped the the editorial stuff. I sort of didn't have time to do that anymore. So moved. I'm just just picture books now. That must have been quite a nice feeling because when you're doing editorial stuff, I guess, unless you had longer contracts, you didn't really know what you were doing from no, one to the next. So when you got a, a picture book con- yeah. uh, contract, then it's like, oh, I've got three or four months here. That's it. Yeah, so it was, that was it, really. So I just couldn't keep – you just can't keep up that momentum of trying to find three jobs a week. It was quite hard. No, no so, uh, And obviously I lived in London then and there was no internet, so you'd literally have to go and visit art directors at the newspaper buildings and stuff. So it was quite hard work trying to keep up that amount of uh, work coming in. Yeah. So, yeah, it was much better. Once I got into children's books, it was it was much easier. And you've got such a distinctive style. Where do you think that came from? Do you, did you start drawing this style of character at college and everything? Yeah, I started drawing like that at college and then... Yeah. Um, I started sticking bits of collage on because at the time collage was quite fashionable, wasn't it? Yes. So I'd stick things. I know it's probably before you were born. So no, then well, I used to stick things I'm older on. than you think. <laughs> I used to stick things on and then so that carried on. But actually when I started doing children's books, they asked me to tone that down a little bit. So I sort yeah. of to get rid of the collage slightly or just make it a bit more not so obvious. So, yes. uh, yeah, but it started at college really. I mean that's a long time ago. It feels like it feels like a long time ago. So yeah, it is, isn't it? When you think of college and school, like I always used to think, oh, the nineties was you know like yesterday, but it's yeah. so long ago now. The 90s. so long ago, yeah. Well, like yeah. <laughs> um, and now bringing us back to date, your late. Oh, you've got um, what Lady Bird heard at Christmas, obviously, yeah. but your solo picture book, which I yeah. just think is amazing, um, is called Adouette. And now that didn't take three or four months, did it? Because I remember seeing lots of sketches and, and, and paintings of it through over the last couple of years or yeah, so, was it? It's been, that's been five years in the making. Gosh. Yeah. Well, because I couldn't get... At first I thought, um, it's not. I'm not going to get... I, no one would want to publish it, I thought. Oh. So I just thought, I'm going to do it as a personal project and maybe I'll have an exhibition and do a sort of personal thing. What made you... Sorry, what made you think that it wasn't going to be a goer? I think because it's just so different to what I normally do. Yeah. You know, you get very typecast, I think, working yes. in pictures. And I'm very preschool, you know, glitter. So I just thought, I just don't think, I don't think Macmillan would want it. I don't think, I just felt no. So it was funny because you mentioned David Roberts before. Yeah, yeah. I had a chat with David Roberts and he was working on a book about jets. And yes. he was saying... He said, oh, no. So I had, we was at, at, at I think it was at Edinburgh, so I happened to sit next to him, and he was saying, oh, I think you should send it to the publisher because you might find it. Because I thought no one would want to do a suffragette book, but they did. No, they're two hoots, because uh, two, two yeah. hoots are sort of affiliated with Macmillan, aren't they? So they, are, they do slightly yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, so he said, I think you should send it in. So I sent it in, and they... They liked it. I think they liked it. They held basically held on to it for a year or a year, mm. two years maybe, and then because I'm then busy doing other things, mm. and I don't think it was quite finished. And then they ended up deciding. I think when lockdown and things happened, or maybe before that, they decided they weren't going to do it. So again, I just thought, look, I just knew it. I just don't think it's right mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. So again, I so I'd been working on it for years, just as a personal thing. Yes, and I think. I think my agent Hillary had a chat with Anderson, and and they saw it, and they instantly wanted to do it. And so I think it was the quickest turnaround of a kind of an offer. It was they I think they saw it within the week I'd I'd signed the contract, so it was really quick, and they yeah. just loved it. So sometimes it's about finding the right place for it to go I suppose so yes uh, and you ha- you've got to stick to your guns with an idea as well because I think maybe instead of just changing your idea straight away I yeah. think uh, yeah you do have to send well, it around it. Exactly. I think I mean a lot about being an illustrator is about 
dealing with sort of rejection a lot of the time because that yeah. still happens, you know. As you yeah, of course, know, of course. Even if um, it's someone saying, oh, I don't like that picture or can you do that again? You know, it's such a big part of what we do, people saying yeah. no or people yeah. wanting you to change something. And actually I did change it a bit, but then I went back to Adawet, but I went back to my original idea, which I was quite pleased at. Would have stuck to my guns really yeah i think coping with rejection is is well it's part of so many industries isn't it, it is yeah um, it is especially if you're self-employed i think it's yeah it's something you've got to deal with and i think you know illustrators are quite sort of you know quiet you feel, you feel like we're quite kind of fragile i think that's yeah. true and i think you've got to really be quite resilient in the business because well, I get honestly, I could tell you some stories. The, Go on, <laughs> the then. <stuff> I can't. <laughs> I don't, we're not recording. I will, but um, uh, you know, uh, still reject. You know, get turned down or rejected or yeah. sort of. You know, all the time. All yeah. the time still. When I was when I was trying to start after I'd read The Princess and the Wizard and lots of other books, um, I I won't say the publisher. Um, and the head of the publisher um, got me in t for a chat and the art director and I had a nice little idea about a dog book called Little Bell, um, a deaf dog, which never happened. And um, the head of the publisher said, mm, yes, you'll only be good enough for board books. Oh, no. <laughs> and, um, oh, uh, and then just and then started talking about because I I'd finished working for Ragdoll, who made Teletubbies, and then they started telling me how much they didn't really like Teletubbies or people at Ragdoll. I was like, oh, um, I think I'll go now. <laughs> and then actually, and then I left and the art director, she was she was lovely. And she said, oh, that didn't go quite as well as, as I was hoping, Stephen. Also, um, maybe next time you come here, don't wear a penguin jumper. Because I had a <laughs> penguin jumper with a little motif on. And it was so obviously it wasn't penguin that I went to. I was like, oh, no, maybe oh, that's no. what did it. So I was wearing the wrong jumper. And yeah. <laughs> It Never mind. So, yeah, rejection is all part of it, isn't it's it? It's really part of it, yeah. And uh, you've got to kind of navigate all of that somehow. But it's just, I find it bizarre that it's still, it's still, I think everyone thinks once you're sort of successful and well-known that that doesn't, everyone just says yes, but they don't. Like quite often, I would say they quite often say no. More yeah, no, they do. More, more no yeah. than yes sometimes. Yeah. Now, yeah. um Adouette, can yeah. you tell us a bit about it and what the inspiration point is? Because I started reading it and foolishly didn't realise that it was about what it was about. No. I thought it was about a human character. Yeah, that's what it's brilliantly to written, yeah. brilliant, very clever. Well, it was funny because that's that was my idea. Yeah. But um, I didn't know in the end if that still worked because I'd it looked does. such a long time. You know, you're talking about five or six years in the making. I did, we just couldn't work out anymore if that actually worked anymore. So I'm really <laughs> glad that everyone's fooled. So there is a yeah, yeah. twist in the story. But I wrote it... Um, they were cutting down all the trees in Sheffield and mm. I got involved a little bit involved in that campaign to try and save the trees. There was a tree outside my daughter's school that they were going to cut down, which was a perfectly healthy tree and probably yeah. about 150 years old or 100 years old or so. So I just thought about all the changes that tree had seen on the street because the, the school is Victorian, but obviously... Yeah. You know, the tree's older than that. So I just had to think about all the changes it had seen. Um, obviously, a lot's changed in 100 years. So, mm. And I really like, really interested in history. So it was really nice to do a little, you know, there was a scene in the Blitz and the First World War scene and then going to the 1950s. So it was kind of all the things I love in a book, really. Yeah. It's so lovely. And you did the lovely, I think everyone saw your window display in Waterstones in Cheltenham because everyone took photos yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. nice. Um, yeah. because to have, a, to have a, a story based around a tree, a, a very sort of brown tree, because I bet you... I know. It's very brown. How am I going to <laughs> lift this brown. I know. I stood, I did the first window in... Uh, it was Mr B's in Bath. And yes. I was mixing the paint. And it was, uh, I think, Fiona Lumbers was there. And I showed her, oh. I said, how can I do... How can I paint this? with this sort of brown? It's like, how can yeah. I make yeah. this look nice? Yeah. It, well, it's not the best brown, but yes, uh, brown... Seem to have done. It's all right once you brighten it up with the green. I think it works better. Yes, it balances it out. Yeah. But no, it's, it's it's brilliantly written and it is so different. But I think um, it's something I'm finding at the moment when you're sort of known for doing one thing, but you want to push yourself and you want to do something yeah. that's maybe got a different voice or tone or yeah. um, uh, a different genre of, of an older age group or something. It's quite difficult convincing publishers that no, I can I can do it and it will yeah. do well. Honestly, <laughs> it's really hard at the moment. I'm working on an even an older book. Right. Uh, again, I had to slightly 
again, it was rejected initially and then they changed their minds. So I'm doing that and that's even older, which again, I'm so excited about it because it's, that's the thing. You just get completely pigeonholed. And, you know, I started off doing illustrations for, for newspapers and magazines. They were for adults. So, and it was the same. You'd recognize my style. I didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. So I just feel, I love all the illustrators who can, who can, you know, who can, who can appeal to adults and I mean we all do that a bit but I don't feel there's any reason why you should be so limited with your with your audience you know I like the Olivers and the Chris Riddells who can you know they seem to you know appeal to lots of different people so I'm Mm. I'm I'm excited at the moment I'm working on something a little bit older but it's another it's a history book it's non-fiction history very different yeah and not I'm guessing not suffragettes because David Roberts has done suffragettes I know he's done it. No, it's not suffragette. No. Well, that's exciting. So, wh- when will that be out? Three thousand and <laughs> <laughs> probably it's meant to be out twenty four. Right. So let's okay. see. A whole year to work on it. They give me a whole year. Which is amazing. Yeah, because it's so much longer than normal. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But but that's in between. But I guess you haven't got the luxury of all that time. You still you've got other bits in between. Well, they're they're. Yeah, they're asking me at the moment to do something else as well. So I'm waiting on them to decide oh, what what time spent where. I think okay. so. Yeah, there's a bit of wrangling going on at the moment. I think it's really nice that people listening will understand that even if you even if you you know you've sold over four million books and everything, and you still you're challenging yourself. You're, people aren't saying yes to you all the time. It's everything. I think it's good to know that you don't sort of suddenly completely no. easy and rosy. It's all still hard work till. The I day we know, die, isn't it? I don't know if that's good or bad, but no, it's still mm. quite hard to get certain things published. So especially, I mean, again, they're happy for me to do Julia books, you know, forever yes. and ever, I hope. Let's hope so yeah. anyway. Yeah. But um, you know, to do anything else is the, is the t- tricky bit. You know, I think they just, I don't know, I think publishers have got a bit more nervous as well of, of taking any risks. So um, they they just want the safe option a lot of the time. So I'm really lucky that I can, you know, but it was not 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 easy to get different things published. No, it's funny because I, I hear what you're saying about some publishers play it safe, but then there are more sort of subject matters, especially in picture books um, yeah. coming through, which are really good. Yeah. Um, and then there's some newer publishers taking a few more risks. And then yeah. I guess it'll be interesting. It'll all depend on sales, won't it, unfortunately, because if the if, if certain new books don't sell as well, then that might be the end of That's that. That's it. That's the trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I think that all it all comes down to sales at the end of the day, unfortunately. Yeah. I think yeah. if we can sort of stick to what we do, but then branch, branch out, like you said, because we've got to keep like mental health wise and everything. Well, we've I got to keep ourselves it. busy and yeah. happy. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's amazing doing Julius books, of course. But, you know, I have my own voice, too, which is, mm-hmm. you know, and it's quite important for me to have that little outlet at times. Yeah. So and a lot of the time, as again, as illustrators and commissioned artists we're doing what other people want a lot of the time so it was great with that that I felt that was my voice actually um, for once and it wasn't you know Anderson changed nothing really I think we tweaked little bits but there was no major changes so it was very much sort of what I wanted to say Um, so that's that's quite rare these days well, I think it, take, it takes um, people who are sort of trained as illustrators or start off as illustrators. I think it's more difficult for them to find their voices because they're sort of shrouded in their imagery in a way, yeah. aren't you? It's sort of a cover up for, for, for your it. voice. Yeah, I, think, so. I think maybe you don't feel as com- I don't feel as confident writing as I do illustrating. No. So it's you don't really it doesn't come naturally and I think maybe you're a bit more hesitant to to try it but but then we've got to step up as well because especially with picture books a lot of the time I'll write a story but then I edit it right down because a lot of the the time you find you don't need all those words because you're saying you're telling the story with the pictures anyway. Yes, yeah, no, it's true. So, um, do you know which? Do you, I, I don't know how it works with the splitting up the different Julius because obviously there's Axel, there's David, there's yeah. you, there's, other, there's yeah, there's other illustrators. So, do you know which Julia book you'll be getting next? Um, no, <laughs> I don't know. I've, got, I've just we've got one actually this week. I've just got another one, but um, right. she apparently writes 
with an illustrator in mind and she's very mm. good at sort of taking turns so she'll say yes. right next but and I thought all that was fine but then <laughs> Axel said he'd turn three down so I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting <laughs> Axel's rejects <laughs> well also also I don't know if this is true but wasn't it in a newspaper recently and I think did Julia say something like if it's a really good one I'll give it to Axel I know <laughs> 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 I, think, I think the rest of us are getting the rejects. Oh, cheers, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> but Axel, I'm, sure I'm sure she didn't mean it like that. No, I know. But Axel, uh, I know, has, uh, has does turn them down, where I haven't ever turned one down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to have seen you eating your breakfast, turning the page and reading that. Sticking <laughs> your soldier in the yeah. wrong egg or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. Can you imagine? I don't know. Yeah. Now, um, I've got some question, a couple of questions for you. Okay. Um, now, this one's from Tony. Do you prefer collaborating or your solo work? We've kind of answered that one in a way. So yeah, we sort of have, really. Yeah, it's sort of diff it's different. I mean, it's easy. I mean, it's great to collaborate with Julia and, um, and other people. But and it's sort of easier in a way because it's it's half the work, you know. I just could just do the pictures, which is the nice bit in a way. But it's much more satisfying if you can get if if you do your own book. It sort of feels it feels better if you can get it right. But sometimes yeah. that, if it goes wrong, then it obviously feels terrible as well. So I like to uh, the mixture of both is good. I think. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think it. it, it, it keeps you um there's times when you're maybe thinking of your own ideas and you just get a bit stuck and it's like oh well it's all right I can go back to what I'm sort of, yeah. go back to Julia and yeah yeah do some coloring in yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um would you ever go back to doing any editorially type bits and pieces if you write or have you done any sort of magazine covers or anything like that recently I can't think of no I haven't no, no haven't. Not, again not it's to do with being pigeonholed as well and I don't think they don't do so much as they used to did they I mean the old in the old days there was loads of illustration used um you know yeah, lots photography. Of, yeah so no I haven't really I mean I do What's the, have I done any spin-off things? I haven't really. Nothing, no, not recently. I, I quite. I mean, I've done packaging and things like that. You do the odd bit of packaging, but yes, thing recently. No, I haven't been asked. Um, what do you listen to when you're working, or do you do you have the TV on in the background? Do you have silence? What? I have silence. I have. A, I'm a radio fiend, so I have. Yeah. I listen to LBC. Oh, I, now LBC yeah. it can really wind. I, I listen to it LBC can. more now. It winds yeah. me right up. It can do. So I listen to LBC with caution. So um, <laughs> I tend to, I am a bit addicted to it. So I do find I literally will have it on my phone literally as I walk around all the time. So exactly. I do have it on, but sometimes it drives me insane. So I will put on, I listen to audio books as well. Yes. But quite, I've got a really bad habit of listening to the same audio books over and over again. But I think oh, really? What, of, what are your go-to, what's my, the name two or three that you always listen to? They're all, um, they're really, they're really boring. They're not really boring. They're really, <laughs> they're all Tudor books I listen to over and over oh. again. Or sometimes I listen to Stephen King over and over again, which is quite Oh, bizarre. now they're quite long, so listening to them they're over nice. Yeah, anything really long. So if it's anything over 40 hours, then that's good in my books. So oh. I listen to a lot of the Philippa Gregory Tudor things or yeah, Wolf Ball yeah. I listen to a lot. And so I'm terrible for listening to the same things again and again and again, which is... Oh. But it's because I'm not concentrating on what... I'm, so it's quite nice just to have it on in the background. So, I find it very difficult to, because I love audiobooks, um, but I find it difficult to listen to um, fiction while I'm working because I'll often go off on a tangent thinking about something and then I'll think, oh, I didn't just hear what I've got to rewind. Yeah. So I, I now mainly listen to autobiographies. Oh, um, do you? I just finished listening to Mallory Blackman's, oh, okay. which is just I highly, highly recommend. It's oh, so good. it's yeah. so good. You'll laugh, yeah. you'll cry, and it's just so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's and good. And then I just listened to Tom Allen, the comedian's um, oh, yeah. new autobiography. Which at first you think, oh, it's just going to be hilarious, but actually the whole thing because his dad died a while ago. Oh. It's all about how he's coping with his dad not being around and talking to his dad. So it's like a big love letter to oh, his dad. That's good. That's it's lovely. so brilliant. It's yeah. So brilliant. Um, yeah, that's it. So I like voice. More yes. music. I sometimes put music, but more, you know, more often than not, I've got the radio. 
Yeah. Um, I've got another question here from, who's this one? From Sophie. I haven't got a surname, so I didn't write that. So, surname. So, sorry about that. Um, your beautiful dog, Chadwick, has he featured or is he going to feature in his own book at some point? I know. I keep being asked that, but I've got to think up a, a story for him, really. Uh, mm. You know, he could do, we have talked about doing, um, I wrote it, I, I made a little pop-up book, weirdly, the puppy and actually that could have been chadwick but oh. yeah, but no one wants to do pop-up books i find too expensive um, yeah too expensive so i haven't i have got an idea but i haven't mm. worked on it yet so he might but i don't know does anyone my name next door neighbors want me to write a book about chadwick but i don't <laughs> know i don't know we'll see if i can think up a good idea then he's such be. a good he, he looks like such a character and i'm sure he's a character and i haven't seen he's a character. Um, I haven't seen a standard poodle of his ilk in a book. I can't no. remember seeing, you know, with his colouring and everything. So you I see, think I don't brilliant. know if they want Chadwick in a book. So I think they like your standard oh. dogs, don't they? I guess so. Or if it's a poodle, normally it's just you know white. Oh, there's a pink poodle in shit. That's it. What, they want yeah. a pink fluffy poodle. Yeah. Don't they? So I don't know. So we'll see. Maybe. Maybe he's... that's the story. Everyone just wants a, you know, everyone wants a pink poodle, and yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Poor Chadwick. Do you call him? Has he got any nicknames? Do you call well, him we Chadders? Call him, we call him Chad, Chadders, Mister Chad. Um, yeah, he's, we don't call him Chadwick really normally. Chadder Gorge. So, yeah, yeah, Chadders. Yeah, Chad mainly though. Chad or yeah, that sort of thing. Mister Chad. Oh. So lovely. Oh, well, I hope you do make a book with him at some point. Um, <laughs> now, I forgot to ask Rick and Parek this last week because we were running okay. out of time. So I want to make sure. Um, if you could choose any studio mate or studio mates to spend time with while you're working, who would they be and why? Oh, you see, that's a hard one because... Mm. You've I, been there, done that with studio mates, haven't I you? I have and done it, yeah. Chosen to be solitary. I've chosen to be solitary because <laughs> I can't, need to concentrate. So, But who yeah. would I choose? I think I choose, well, I choose you, of course. Oh. But I think I choose probably, I'd like um, Axel, I'd quite like, because I could see what he was working on, you know. It's like, you you know, could see if he's got all the good, if he's got yeah, all the good junior books. he's got all the good junior uh, books. And I choose, who else? I choose you. I choose David Roberts. I, I would, I would, yeah, I would choose you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good choice. I choose. Um, there's loads of people I'd like. I like. Um, who would think of some some nice ladies? Sophie, probably. She seems nice. You know, anyone really. I'd quite happily. But then I wouldn't get any work done. So that's that's my. No, down. you do have to be quite strict with yourselves. But I yeah. think a nice a nice group of people that you like talking to. because yeah. sometimes you can go. Uh, it can change your mood. Like I've still yeah, hurt my foot. I don't know yeah. what I've done to my foot. I've really hurt it. Uh -huh. um, but I went into my London studio this week, and Adam. It was just me and Adam, and Adam's brilliant, and he's sort of working on his. Um, he's done all the visuals for the new version of the Jungle Book that's on at Sadler's Wells oh, yeah. next oh, spring. Wow. He's he's fantastic. So you get you know you talk to him about what he's doing and how's his foot and did he wear Converse all year once? So he's hurt his foot as well. Yes, he did. Um, uh, so yeah, we were exchanging exciting foot but, stories. But, it's just sometimes nice to chat. Um, it is, but, yeah, and it does help actually because I mean I find that with going for dog walks that I've got yeah. lo lots of dog walking friends who are sort of unlikely yeah. friends, but um, you know that it does help because it's a very solitary business, obviously. So you can get a bit fed up in your own head i've got another uh, question from me where do you get all your clothes from because you wear lovely bright red you know colorful um i tend clothes. to i don't wear them every day <laughs> just for photo for events just for events yeah um <laughs> the red do you mean the color the bright clothes i just yeah I you've just, got those lovely sort of um dresses that flare dress. out and yeah. yeah i've got i just tend to do there are lots of sites that do vintage clothes, and so I, I search them for ladybird stuff. And if I see anything ladybird, then I tend to get it. Yeah. But obviously, in my normal life, I'm not walking around like that. But I do tend to pick sort of vintagey kind of clothes to wear generally. So, but not the big skirts on my dog walks. Although you're a, sty I, you're a style icon in more ways than one. <laughs> I wish I was. I was saying yesterday, saying. What? I think my New Year's resolution might be to go to full on 1940s. I might just go out in Ooh. hats and coats, and because I just, I just think I'm getting too old. It doesn't matter anymore, does it? No. Because I'm mainly no. in dog walking clothes, I get really fed up. And my children say I actually look now. They say you're. I'm like the Queen, Imelda Staunton in the Crown. So now uh, that's how they see me. Like, so I uh, might go full on headscarf, pleated skirt. Oh yeah, shotgun. That yeah. 
boots. Well, I've got the boots. Well, but in fact, yeah, I might do that. I might go full on Imelda Staunton. <laughs> now I'm that age. Well, <laughs> well my children that... see me as that age. I mean, you get asked, do you get asked about how old you are when you do events? Oh, every sometimes? single mm. time. What do you say? I normally say about 150. <laughs> that's a good way, yeah. That's well, you know, it's, yeah. that's the main question, isn't it? You're always asked. It's like, why are you even interested? And then one of them said to me last, last it was only last week, said, um, well, my mum is whatever, 40, and my dad's 45. And it's like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, they're so fascinated, aren't they, with age? Anyway, I'm rambling. But, yeah, I, I don't tell anyone. It's just too depressing. Because all the teachers are about 20, so now I feel like a, I'm like a grandmother going in. Unless you remember when you're little, you just you do think that teachers are ancient, but then yeah. when looking back, it's like, oh, my PE teachers mm. were probably about twenty six, yeah, and I thought that's they were it. in their forties, yeah. at least, or eighties probably. You just feel ancient going into any schools now. I just feel ancient, yeah. so yeah, I don't talk about age. Well, I would just do what I do and go around and uh, do books with someone who's older. Well, you do. Yeah, I do. Julie's <laughs> older than you. So there you go. You're instantly younger yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm really a spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy Cordray will kill me for saying that. She's only, a bit, <laughs> she's only a bit older than me. Although there was an awkward time because me and Tracy have lots of meals together if we're at events and oh, festivals. Yeah. Yeah. And we are often mistaken for a couple and we have oh, laughed about really? it a few times. That's yeah. funny. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I once said to Julia and Malcolm, I said this was years ago when we first started you know doing events and things and I said oh you could be like you're like my publishing mum and dad but I actually think they're offended they're a bit offended by that I think but I meant in a nice way yeah I know yeah, I think they sort of were thinking we're all the same age but we're not <laughs> oh well, Lydia thanks so much for joining me today That's it's been okay. so much fun I knew it I knew it would be I've been really looking forward to chatting to you thanks for agreeing to come on and now you've got a brilliant website and I think it's got all links to everything that you need and you're talking about voices it's got a lovely voice your entire website it's bright and colourful oh, box and it's um lydiamonks.com so it's very yeah. easy to get to yeah it's not very up to date though, but yes, I'm. Oh, like, is it not? I'm. But well, it's sort. Of, you know what it's like. One year and it's out of date, isn't it? But yeah, it's not bad. But it's got nice. And now you've you've, you've hand drawn your own Twitter and Instagram and everything along the bottom. Oh, I have. Yeah. That's good. That's a yeah, good thing thanks. to do. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I have done that. Yeah. Very, very yeah. Good. And are you going to do some more draw along videos? Because I miss your draw along videos. I've done. I've. Do you know? I've done one, and I keep forgetting to post it. So I have done an Adoet one. And I keep meaning to do oh, them, but it's, it's just another... Do you know what the hard thing is? Is transferring mm. it from my laptop to... I've got it anyway. It's funny. It's just a big thing I struggle with a bit. But anyway, I'm not very technical. So, yes, there is another one. And I should do a Christmas one as well. I keep meaning to. Yes, but, you yeah, should. Guess, because Rob Biddulph has just taken over it, like king of the videos, I, <laughs> I slightly gave up. It was a bit like, I can't compete with Rob. Well, I, do you know what? Now, I'll, I'll be honest as well. Now, he did slightly take over. Hello, Rob, if you're listening. Yeah, hi, Rob. But <laughs> what I think is there's... Every, every, all the children can't just draw in one style all the oh, time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's so I think the more draw-along videos, the better. Like podcasts, you know, there's yeah. lots, of children, lots of podcasts sort of talking about similar things, but every style is different. So I think everyone true. should get back into doing their draw-along videos for more... So for more a range of styles okay I well i will it's set, set here on my desktop the new one so i will um i'll get that up just for you if only for me that would be yeah. marvelous yeah i, I want to know how many sticks there are on <laughs> and there might be sticks because it's a tree so there will be there you sticks. go yeah <laughs> well yeah thanks ever so much Lydia. that was brilliant okay. fun and um i hope to see you very soon yes me too thanks okay. Steve. take care bye bye Bye.